Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. The girl that I was with at the time was a zoni, which is what happens when you are born and raised in Arizona. It says it on your birth certificate. Oh, uh, so okay. they're, they're very rare. She had quite a crush on Charles Barkley as, very, as a very young woman. And so she starts seizing up and uh, I'm like, we can go talk to him. Like it's Charles Barkley. But anyway, so we started talking, we get close enough and like everybody, and he takes his picture with everyone. And then I just go in cause I had just enough beers at this particular moment to like go in on Will Bond and like where he lives. And <laughs> so drunk and he just leans over to me and goes, I love Will Bond. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. I'm back. You're back. From where? Illinois, (laughs) not Indiana. Yeah, well, let's start here. We'll get to that in a second, because obviously I got a lot of shit for that. Okay, (laughs) but I'm calling this episode Careful What You Wish For. Tony... The big show uh-huh. released the schedule. Sure did. I, I don't know if they're Which listening to us or what. you've been asking for forever. I did. The last episode, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I really wish Tony would do that. I wish yeah. they would tell us. Okay. Well, careful what you wish for, Roxy, <laughs> because he... It may come true. Well, it's not only that. It's just I, we still don't know what the schedule is. <laughs> he basically said, well, it could be this, it might be this, or it might be this. So anyway, so Tony announced, for those of you that didn't know, Tony announced on the last episode on the big show that he has some stuff coming up on Fridays. Yeah. But rest assured, don't worry, he's going to do three shows a week, which is great. More Tony, the more better. And mm-hmm. I'm, that's how I feel anyway. Yeah. Okay. The problem is he's like, so we might do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's like, but, you know, we could also, we might do a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. We might do a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So, oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like Monday, they're de- he's definitely, well, he right. kept saying Monday in there. Yes, he'll always every do a Monday. O- every option okay. had a Monday. Great. So, we so know that, that. That narrows it down. But I never drop on Mondays. <laughs> so, the reason we're telling this, Littles, is because, bear with us, we yeah. have no idea. Episodes will be dropping later because I want to make sure that they're not going to drop an episode that day before I release it so I don't run into what we did two weeks ago. Yep. And we just don't know what day. Mm-hmm. I think maybe what maybe I'll start doing a Friday. Since we know he's not doing a Friday, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. We'll see. But just bear with us on the schedule. I just like it because I like to get in the routine. We've been doing Tuesday, Saturday for a I while. Know. It might be a Tuesday, Saturday again next week. I just don't know. It's also tricky because we want it to be as up to date as possible. Right. And we're not going to plan to do a Tuesday next week because it sounds like he's going to. But then, you what know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, then it might be later in the day. Maybe it might we'll not happen. Maybe we'll go live. Oh, geez, Roxy. <laughs> what a what a week that was. Oh. That was what a whirlwind. So um, yeah. so yeah. So Chuck here just got back from Illinois. Yes. But uh let's uh play this first. We heard from uh, our good friend Tony Beeson, episode nine. Hey Chuck, Tony Beeson here. I had to go back and re-listen to episode two twenty four because I could have sworn that you said that you were traveling to Bloomington, Indiana. Did I say that? And sure enough. I'm going to be in Bloomington, oh, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So imagine my surprise when I saw that you were actually in Bloomington, Illinois. <laughs> and uh the slightly sad part of this is I had reached out to my oldest son who lives in Bloomington, Indiana, and he is and his fiance were looking forward to possibly attending the show oh well when you've seen one bloomington you've seen them all hey chuck no harm no foul so (laughs) maybe we'll catch you some other time maybe bloomington minnesota (laughs) take care (laughs) i love that he's like you know so nice about it yet kind of like oh he pulled out the tapes yeah, I he mean, definitely pulled out the tape. Yeah, That's- that was a, a voice memo he sent in to us, and it's fantastic. I got a lot more crap. I think we have some other emails about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember now, honestly. It's I did okay. say it. I, did I say it. believed you, and I thought nothing of it. Uh, you know, this is from the person who also thought you were going to be going to, where was it? Indiana. Uh, because that's, no, you said wait. something about Hawaii at one point. Oh, that was a lie. But I told her, yeah, I go, yeah, it's it's a one-nighter in Hawaii. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, you, you can't come, though, because she already she was already booked <laughs> with something else. So I was like. I was so mad. No, but seriously, it was one letter off. I mean, come on. It's not like I said, oh, I'm going to California, and it was Illinois or something. I mean, it was just... It, it looked like I N and it was I L and I just read it quick. And also because Bloomington, Indiana is a big touring stop. Yeah. It's a college camp. It's the college campus. Mm-hmm. Cause they even have a hotel right there on campus that we stay at and we go play the theater. Nice. And it was so embarrassing. Little. So we were on a zoom call first time with some of these people, the director of the show. And it was the day before this is how I found out. So, <laughs> 
I said, well, I'll see you tomorrow. And I actually said, oh, are we staying at the hotel on the campus? And luckily, the TD, good friend Rocky is his name, he said uh, he kind of like paused, but he didn't want to make me look like too much of an <laughs> idiot. Well, all right, in my defense, he said, because we've all done it already. They've, this show's been running for a while. Yeah, they were yeah. just flying me out for this one city. Yep. And he goes, we all did it already. He goes, but you're the next victim. So he subtly says, um, we're going to Illinois, not Indiana. Because he knew exactly what I was talking about. Because uh-huh. we all know when, if you're in that circuit, you yep. know that theater, you know everything about it. And yeah. So anyway, we're going to come back to what I was doing. But I want to get to this because we heard from Jason Maspost, episode 223. And he actually said, took me until Sunday to get the courage to listen to my interview. Aww. Now, that's happened before. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't. But he does say, but, I it, get it. but it turned out fantastic, he said. I had a great time and feel very accomplished now that I have my own Chuck and Roxy number. <laughs> so all you people out there that don't have one yet and you're like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be any good. Just do it. Just do it. Get in touch with us. Rip the Band-Aid off. It then says, I never thought it was possible to have that many Twitter notifications. Aww. Wow. Thanks again. P.S. The Red Sox are in Milwaukee this weekend. If you guys can make an emergency trip, let me know. Can't believe our ballpark is one of the few you are missing. Yes. Yes, indeed. I've already heard from Todd Takei. I've already heard from Steve Oswald. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the show, Roxy. I mean, pretty much... I don't know really what to say. I want to talk about my experience out there on the road. I will say this. Mark your calendars, DMV Littles. It's coming to D.C. It's playing the Abraham Lincoln Theater or something like that. I'll make sure I double check this and let you know. I mean, let's just do our tiny little suggestions now. Don't miss it. It's fantastic. I I normally don't do that about one of the shows I've worked on. It is a one-woman show. And she portrays Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's freaky. And the name of the show? The title of the show? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) All Things Equal. (laughs) It's called All Things Equal. The Life and Times of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just free. It was freaky. I posted a few pictures on my personal uh, Facebook page. She looks great. Yeah. And it's uh, freaky. Like I went to, you know, I called half hour and then I went to go and call 15 or whatever, five. And she, you know, and you knock on the door and she said, come in. So I opened the door and there she, and I was just like, transformation. It was weird. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And she's fantastic. Productions. It's just her on stage. It's just her. It's like a one and a half hour monologue. There's only two moments where she'll leave the stage Mm -hmm. to basically get a drink of water and a costume change. Yeah. Because they do, it's throughout her whole life. So they try to make it so she's acting like a teenager. And then of course, when right before her death. So, I mean, it goes the whole length of her life. Wow. It's pretty amazing, you know, that she does it that way. Mm -hmm. Hour and a half straight through. I think she's great. You know, I don't do that very often. I don't recommend too many things. It's a one-nighter in D.C., I believe, on May 19th. I'll confirm all that. It's called All Things Equal. Look, I don't know how people who lean right would take this. I don't know if they could just appreciate it for the art that it is. Right. Uh, I mean, she was such a historical figure. Yeah. And all the things that she's done, whether you agree with them or not, like I, right, you know, but I, they do, they do make cracks at Fox News, things like sure, that, obviously. And sure. she, you know, there's some dialogue that way. And I stuff can make like cracks that. about everybody. Well, so. the funny thing is, I, I asked about that. <laughs> I asked. Well, all right, I'm going to go back to this Illinois, Indiana thing because when I first heard we were playing Bloomington, Indiana, I was actually surprised mm-hmm. because, as you remember, Roxy, that's where I was for the election night 2016. Yes, and it was a little awkward because. There was a, a great divide between our production and the locals because yeah, sure. it's a red state. That's where Mike sure. Pence is from. Right. So I was like surprised when I was like, we're playing Indiana. Yeah. Like it's a red state. Yeah. I'm surprised they would book this. Yeah. Well, they didn't. But the company did say, they go, we've played. Okay, you can stop laughing now, Roxy. But the company did say, oh, we've played red states. Yeah. And some people dig it. And some people, there was a couple, one guy, he literally in the audience said, he goes, okay, I've heard enough. And he walked out. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I get, you know, it, it's a you lot. Know, you know, if, I've if done you're that. To, I've seen people do that to other such plays. Yes, that absolutely. We know that it goes have, both ways. Have it, no no stance one side or the other, and that's happened. So that's if true. you don't like the show, you don't like the but show. We it's, don't talk politics on the yeah, podcast, right? And, but I, you know, obviously I have to bring it up because that's what the show is basically sure, about. It's sure. about her life. It's about her being appointed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And the decision she made while she was on the Supreme Court. Yep. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um. It's a it's a very simple show. It's just one little set with yeah. her on stage with projections in the background and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So if you want to check it out, I won't be there. I should have said that from the top. Oh, what, the, the 19th. Yeah, I'm not going. I wish I was. I, I do wish I was going to be there for it, honestly, because mm-hmm. I then I could have hung well, out I'm with sure some littles. We could post the website and oh, yeah, yeah. Can, well, other people in the country can yeah, check yeah, it out yeah, and if see if they're absolutely if, see if it's coming to your city. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so that's one tiny little suggestion. 
Now I got another one for you. Okay, so my suggestion is you head on over to Twitter and look up at Chris B. Giannini. That's Chris B as in boy, Giannini. I wasn't saying it right. Giannini. Giannini. <laughs> uh, he's episode 54, Littles. Yeah. He's one of us. Okay, episode 54. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I had no idea he was doing this. Okay, now we did this for, I think it was uh, Matt Stanton, right? Episode 135. And like I said, we don't normally do this, but um, I'm just going to play a portion of this. Go to Twitter. Check this out. He posted this on his Twitter page. Hi, my name is Chris, and uh, I'd like to address the elephant in the room. It's me. I'm usually the biggest person uh, in most rooms. I'm the biggest guy I know. Uh, Yeah, it's hard. What's tough about being so big is I have no flexibility at all. It's like when I bend down to uh, pick something up, I just have to wonder, is this even worth it? (laughs) Like, I'll drop my ID. I think I'm going to take my chances with the DMV. (laughs) I dropped my keys. This is why you have AAA, guys. (laughs) Hey, yeah, it's Chris again. Yeah, I'm at the In-N-Out this time. No, the one by LAX, thanks. Can you send Dave? Frank always gives me shit. The worst part is when I drop some trash on the ground. See, I don't want to be a piece of shit who doesn't pick up his garbage, but I'm also not interested in rolling an ankle trying to pick up an empty Funyuns bag. No, a full Funyuns bag. Break the ankle. Don't need it. All right, so you get the gist. Littles, it's like a two and a half minute segment. Chris, is there more of this? This is great. It's I love your stuff. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. it was really great. So I wanted to make sure we just did that. That's our tiny little suggestion. So, And then, of course, head on over to episode 54 to meet Christopher Giannini. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, congratulations. I mean, that, that's that, Oh, I, I should have started with this. First time ever in front of an audience. Yeah, right. That was his first time in front of an audience, he said. So it was. I guess it was just an open mic, I'm assuming, that sort of thing. Yeah, it just says he stepped on stage in front of a group of strangers for the first time. So congratulations on that. And real quick, before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, let's get to just an announcement. It's actually, we heard from uh, Stoopsie, episode 199, a couple times. But this was more, I I put this under the announcements because it'll help all Littles, I think. And we Mm -hmm. have to find the information because I don't have it exactly. But it says, Roxy and Chuck. I know it's a little early, but I am planning on going to La Cheeserie Night at Syracuse Mets on September 5th. I have some questions. 1A, (laughs) are we supposed to order the tickets in advance? If so, what section is everyone sitting in? I don't think so. I don't know. I Well, let me go on. He says 1B, or do they just say La Cheeserie at the gate like last year and the section will be saved for us? I think that's kind of what's happening, except we don't just say La Cheeserie. You have to buy them this year. They're donating the money to a charity. Right, right. Okay, but I'm sure he's going to have everything roped off I will get in touch with Jason Smorrell and find out, okay? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. Uh, The only difference is this year, you know, you'll have to buy your ticket at the door. Maybe you can buy it ahead of time, though. We'll have to find out. We'll find out. Then he says 2A, for those of us who are traveling a long way, for me it is from Maryland, is there a hotel everybody is staying at so we can get together after the game and relax? Oh, good thought. That is a great thought. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. Someone posted, I think it was Greg Sheremita, had the information. I will find out the information. But yes, there's a hotel. I think it's the hotel where the opposing team stays because that's where we were going to stay last year. We could TP their doors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's wait and see if they win or not. Uh, But... uh, Make sure it's over. No, Roxy, if anything, you want to be there the night before, (laughs) throw a huge party to keep them awake all night so they're not in good shape to play the game the next day. That's what you want to do. (laughs) All right, Penny says to be, listen up, DMV, if anyone from the DMV is going and wants to carpool, my Sue Bourbon, it literally (laughs) says Sue Bourbon, can hold six folks and luggage pretty comfortably. Great. So get in touch with Stoopsy, episode 199. And make that happen. We'll look into that. I'm pretty sure they have a hotel, like I said. And I think the same thing with the tickets. Same thing. So I think we'll be in good shape. Yep. So, All right. Well, great meet the Littles guests. It's time. This is a good one. So you're not going to want to go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Todd Dickinson from Aaron's Books in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Take your time, but don't 
I put my heart through one too many battles. I fall apart when I try to handle casual. I put so much on the being played in this episode by Rachel King and this is her latest single We Could Have the Moon. Now how about this Littles? This is crazy. I mean it's just amazing the artists that send in their stuff here. There was a little blurb that came with this one. It says Rachel King is a singer-songwriter originally from Long Beach, California who has now built a lovely little life in New York City. King enters the indie music scene after enjoying a successful career as a musical theater performer. Her theater career has brought her to the renowned stages such as Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, 54 Below, Joe's Pub, Tokyo Disney, and the Muni in St. Louis. How about that? How's that for a list? Now, with each new release, she proves that she is a full-fledged indie rock pop artist ready to ditch the script and make her true voice known. She graduates from Berklee College of Music this spring with a BA in music business. How great is that? Now, we should also mention that this song is produced by Yannick Zechner. And you can check out all her music and videos at itsrachelking.com. And if you want to stay up to date with her Instagram, it's at itsrachelking. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes. And as always, we will play the full song, We Could Have the Moon, at the end of the podcast. It sounds a lot like All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Someone from, I won't say your land, you're part of the area, but you have family nearby. Your family's land. (laughs) This should be a good one. I'm really excited about this one. Me too. There are stories in here that I can't wait to get to, but please welcome to the podcast, Dave Schramm. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're good. We're fantastic. Yeah. Lots to get into, but as you know, we like to turn it over to you first. Take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Okay. Well, Dave Schramm, Colchester, Vermont, from the pod. Born in New York City, spent the first 11 years there, then to Bradford, Vermont. So I went from city block of about 2,000 people to an entire town of 2,000 people. Wow. <laughs> no, wait, can we pause already? <laughs> you said 11 years? 11 years in New York City, yeah. Okay, now, hold, all right, so Little. <laughs> he's another one of these, well, I don't know if I have much to say, okay? And we call him that right down because we know what's coming up. Yeah. We're excited. Okay, but he also says off the air, he goes, well, I'm not really from anyone. I think you said a man with no origin is what's the quote you said. That's right. Because we wrote that down but as a possible a, but title. But 11 years in New 11, York City? What do you, he goes, well, I was born in New York, but I didn't really live there. 11 years? That's a long time. Well, but I've been gone from New York City longer than I, I lived guess. there. Okay, um, that's fair. I'm, I'm, mostly, I'm mostly a tourist when I go, yeah, so I can't okay. really say I'm a New Yorker. Okay. A whole decade in New York, I would say. Now, we that don't know which decade something. that was, but that's okay. We don't need to know ages and stuff, but I don't know. All right, go ahead. Continue. Continue. <laughs> so left Vermont to go to college for a brief period of time and then came back mm-hmm. to enroll at UVM, University of Vermont, yep. in the Burlington area, and that's, just, that's where I stuck. I met a woman, and then I never left. Okay. Well, I, I, okay, now now you're talking. Okay, now. Yeah, but where did you go first? You said you went away to college. I went to GW for a year. Oh, okay. And then back to Vermont after okay. that. All right, and what did you major? Business administration, a catch-all for people who wanted to be the wolf of Wall Street but didn't know exactly how. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so what, what happened? You just didn't like it down there? You started listening to Tony, you hated it? No, what happened? No, seriously. You know, I loved it there, but the money was an issue. It was an ex- at the time. Yeah. It probably still is. It was a very expensive school. Okay. And as a Vermont resident, the University of Vermont, which is a very good school, mm-hmm. was a more econ- economical choice. Sure. Right. And to continue business administration there? I did. And so what, do you, what do you do with that? I, I'm trying to figure, is that... <laughs> Well, I don't know these majors. That's such I, a funny way to put it. I know. Well, mine is, <laughs> you know, it's it, very yeah. clear. Music education. Sure. It's very, you know, anyway, go ahead. Well, I didn't know what to do with it either. Ultimately, <laughs> I became <laughs> I, Ultimately, I became an insurance broker. Okay. Yay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And you met your, is she your wife now? She is, the woman to whom I am related by marriage. Excellent. So you met up there, though. We did. We were security guards at the airport as a part-time job. <laughs> Wait, what? We screened luggage. That's what we did. <laughs> 
That's kind of cool. <laughs> it was a great college job. Were you a pleasant screener or were you a grumpy screener? I have so many questions now. <laughs> Everybody starts out as a pleasant screener, but you can't not be grumpy by yeah. the time. It's, you just can't not. You just Nobody's nice. Everybody's in a rush to get somewhere. Everybody's, yeah. It's a high stress thing to travel like that. Sure. I'm Let's flying out soon. I'm probably going to have a different outlook on this. Now, you said it was a good college job. I mean, I don't know. This is That's something you could have put I've on the form, too. I don't think I've ever seen a college-age person working behind, yeah. you know. But wait, well, you, you know said what? you I imagine, luggage. Yeah, well, I imagine oh. the standards are different today. But back then, uh, we were Pinkerton guards. Is I don't know if you know the history of no. Pinkerton. Mm-mm. What is that? Well, they go back like hundreds of years to the Wild West. They were highly respected private investigators and security guards. And back when that was a different world, we just put on these goofy uniforms and, and pretend badges and screened luggage. Yeah, but, but you, should, you should tell everyone you did that because that sounded way cool. It was fun. It was certainly it was fun. Like any group of people you hang out with doing the same thing and having the same complaints, you know, you, you, right. so commis- okay. you commiserate. It was a good time. Yeah. Okay. So you were not in like the TSA lines. Get out of my head, Roxy. That's or what were I, you, you? You were behind the scenes, right? You didn't yell at people to like... You were working like, with the checked luggage. Take their belts right? off and lug... That's what we did. We oh. screened your carry-ons and oh. told you... Oh, you yeah, did? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, because I also know there's some... Now, this is also a question I have for you, but now, was this pre-9-11, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay, okay. so things might have changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I also know there's times where you have to go and drop your luggage off, which I always cracked me up because I'm like... Don't you do that for us? After you check in, get your tag, you then have to drag your big luggage to another screener, yeah. and then they put it through a screener. You know, there's some where you give them your luggage. They, thro- the they throw counter. it on the belt. Yeah. They don't just set it. They throw it on the belt, and then it goes somewhere, <laughs> and you don't see it again. But then there's other airlines where you bring it to another scanner, mm-hmm. drop it off, and I thought maybe that's what you did. But you are no. you're you yelling at TSA. us. You are yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, exactly right. All right, so what's your best story? Give it to us. What's the thing that you're like, you didn't really think you could bring that on the plane, right? (laughs) So I'll give you two. Okay. The first one, I was the guy screening, looking at the actual screen to see what was in the luggage. And I saw the outline of what appeared to be a skeleton. (laughs) And so I stopped it and I looked at the guy and I said, what's in it? And he looked at me and I said, I can see a skeleton. I can see the, you know, the bones. He said, a rabbit. And I said, dead? And he said, no. And I looked down, and sure enough, the bag what? was going around. And he was just carrying a rabbit in his bag. <gasps> like a live rabbit? Yeah, yeah. So I, so you could see the outline of the bones. It was kind of cool. Okay, now so, when you said skeleton at first, I, of course, thought you meant human. Like human. So <laughs> I right. was thinking... Well, but it was a, it was a carry-on bag. Yeah, so yeah. No, no, I know, but well, well, it could just be the head or something. When you said skeleton, oh, I, you know, that was yeah. the first thing <laughs> out of my head. So I'm thinking, like, first of all, honestly, thinking I'm like thinking, well, what is it, any of your business, if it's just bones? I mean, he could be like one of those science teachers that's just caring. I mean, it'd be funny, but on the other <laughs> hand, I'm like, well, this could be a murderer. So I guess you do yeah. have to inquire, but is it sure. illegal to bring a skeleton if it was just bones? I don't think that would have set off any alarm bells for us. So, Oh, but because Wait, you saw it, it breathing. Yeah. What well, set it off for you? Well, just, just well, you got to ask the question. Like, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 I get you. Okay. Wow. Wow. And, so, and at the time, there was no such thing as um, emotional support animals. And right. So you, right. You couldn't say, this is my emotional support bunny. bunny. I need that. I wouldn't yeah. have worked out. So that, that I, was... I have so many more questions, but go ahead. Tell us your second <laughs> well, one. So the, but the second one, what's the rating on this podcast? Oh, oh you can you say mean? whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. If, I, if, so, it's, um, if it gets really bad, I might bleep it out a little bit, but go ahead. All right. So I was working with my now wife. And I was on the scanner and she was the one who, you know, if, if we have to look in your bag, she was the one who would be doing that. Mm-hmm. And so a bag came through and it was a jumble of wires and, and outlines that I couldn't figure out. And I said to my wife, you, you got to look at this next that one. That sounds like my bag, just for the record. And you know what? Now I've, I have seen this, the monitors now, you know, when you go through the airport and you can see so much more than it was a lot of guesswork back in. Oh, sure. In, the technology. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. It's changed a lot. Yeah. And so, um, so I said, I need you to check that. And so she pulled the bag aside and the guy came up and she said, I need to look in the bag. And he said, I'd like to request that be done in private, which is an acceptable thing. And so there's a room off to the side where the baggage handlers would hang out and you would go into that room and you'd look at the bag and either reject it or say, OK, mm-hmm. go through. Yeah. And so he said that. So they walked out in the back and she opened it up and it was a entire carry on good size carry on bag of nothing but. Mm, massage devices. Is that a good way to say it? Whoa. I figured that's where we were going. Okay, that, yeah. that's a good way to put it. So he was traveling with like 30 of them. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Was he a salesman, do you think? Or... She didn't ask. <laughs> I think that was the, the, the level of interest in what this guy was going to be doing with them was 
pretty low Wow. <laughs> for her. Yeah. There were probably a lot of guys we worked with who would have so many questions, endless questions about that, but not her. <laughs> wow. She kept it professional. That's I like great. that. That's okay. really good. She was a bright shade of red when she came back out, but yes. Now I'm surprised. <laughs> so he didn't ask for a male person. He just no, said, he did. He didn't. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. We could go for a while on this. I, I think. Know, that's so but we interesting. Need to get back into what our podcast <laughs> okay. is focused on. Sneak sure. a bunny through TSA. Yeah. I mean, did he at least have food and stuff? I mean, what if it took a crap in his bag? I mean, like, what? I, I just, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. It. All good questions. I don't know the answer. I'm so a, it wasn't like a, a cat carry-on thing, because no. nowadays you see that the dog no, carry-on. Well, yeah. Bag. Yeah. No, just just a duffel bag. Duffel bag with a bunny in it. I assume yeah. he was going to take the bunny out to breathe some fresh air hope. when he was on the plane, but to get it through, interesting. I don't think he really, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that he Because I don't thought. know, would it have survived a flight, depending on how long it was, in know. a bag I mean, all probably, Maybe he had some holes in the bag. I mean, not that you cared, but, yeah. well, you cared, but you know what I mean? That maybe unzip it a little bit. Didn't matter. Right. Uh, gosh, that's He probably so would have funny. unzipped it, put it at his feet, and just helped, yeah. I'm not sure he thought it through entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Right. True. True. All right. Well, let's get back on topic here, I guess, sort of. Like, how did you become a little? There was a, a station in this area that converted from a music to an ESPN sports station. It was the first sports radio in our area. And Tony's was one of those shows. And uh, he sounds a lot like an uncle of mine who had passed away at that point. Okay. So my first auditory recollection of Tony was that he sounds a lot like my Uncle Mark. Oh. And so it just, it was, I don't want to get sappy, but it was, it almost felt like he was back. And then it became easy to be a fan. He's obviously a smart and funny guy. And yeah. yeah. Now, are you a PTI watcher as well? Absolutely. From day one. I don't actually, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure I've ever missed a PTI show. Wow. Cool. I wish we could go back. I mean, I was yeah. very early on, but I was probably like 2002, maybe three, but there's a couple in particular that I did miss that I would love to, you know, the big oh. ones from on this date, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. I'm surprised that's not available. I know. On archive somewhere. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound insane. Well, no, it'd be too much because there's too many seasons now. But I mean, you know how they do the, the TV DVDs? Yeah. You know, I mean, something like that. I don't know. I just think that would be, I mean, it'd be a very niche market, <laughs> I guess, now that I think about it. But I would be probably one of the true. people that would buy those. I don't know that I would buy them, but if it were, they were available to stream, I'd probably stream them occasionally yeah. just as a yeah, you know, or that. look back. Yeah, because, I mean, there's big ones, you know, like when the Cubs won the World Series or when the Red Sox, you know, in right. 2004, stuff like that for us. Yeah. You know, those – because you see some of those clips – where there was someone on Around the Horn that was like in 2004, they're like, oh, the Red Sox are done. They mm -hmm. have no chance, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was probably Jay Mariotti, I think, is the one I'm thinking of, who's no longer with them, of course. But right. Bill Plaskett, those, you know, they're all just like, there's no way. And I agreed with them. Yeah. We were down 3 nothing to the freaking Yankees. So how is that going to be? It didn't look good. Right. But then to hear, I'd like to see like a week later, right. you know, because now it's 3-3, three, three, uh -huh. you know, and, you know, that kind yeah. of thing and yeah. stuff like that just to see those episodes. But Bonnie, maybe Bonnie can get it done. Maybe. That would be amazing. <laughs> there you go. But anyway. All right. And so now this could be interesting, too, because uh, Mr. I was born in New York. <laughs> Lived 11 years. Lived there years. for 11 years. Uh, <laughs> where's your fandom lie? Is it now from the adulthood or did it change? Because that's a possibility, too. You know, like, you yeah, it did. It did. Well, so I, my dad was a Giants fan, New York Giants fan. Yep. And when they left, he hated the Yankees. If you were a Giants fan, you hated yeah. the Yankees. Yeah. So he hated the Yankees. So then when the Mets came to town, he became a Mets fan. So I started out as a Mets fan. Okay. Right. When we moved to Vermont in the time when there was no ESPN, and so the only games you could see were Red Sox games, occasionally Yankee games, and a little bit of Montreal. The Dodgers were in the World Series, two consecutive World Series against the Yankees. And so my hatred of the Yankees morphed into a fandom of the Dodgers oh. for a period of time. And then when my kids started showing an interest in baseball and started asking for Red Sox stuff, I, I sort of migrated into becoming a Red Sox fan. So now it's really the fandom is mostly New England centric. Yeah, cool. Gotcha. So any other sports you like or is baseball your your number one? Oh, I watch basketball, tennis, golf. I mean, I'll watch all of it. My tolerance for sitting and watching hours of sports has diminished over the years. And so I wind up watching the last two innings of, of a baseball game and the last four minutes of a basketball game mm -hmm. and the final set of a tennis match, but mostly New England. Gotcha. If, I'm, I'm, if I'm rooting, I'm rooting for New England. Cool. Or sure. chaos. If not, I like chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to always just root for the underdog, uh -huh. usually. Yes. I mean, if my team's same. not playing. You yeah. Know. That, yeah. Same. All right. Well, listen, I need more time on the other end because we're going to get into something I'm really excited about. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break now. You're not going anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. 
This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Lloyd Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Dave Schramm with us today, Roxy. Yes. Now, we've been not burying the lead because no. we knew about it. And okay. I'm very excited about it because he first filled out the form. We didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just another little, you know, we connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember how we connected with you? Did we find you? You did. Okay. Oh, I remember now because you posted something and it had to do with Claire about this tournament you do. Yep. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Claire episode okay. one. Yeah. Claire episode one. Excuse me. <laughs> so... I was just, of course, infatuated with it. Now, we'll try not to fanboy too much for you littles. Everyone knows we're Red Sox fans. Mm-hmm. Now, we know about the minor league team and how they have like a Fenway South, I think is what they call it or whatever. But this is, and I remember this. Now, this is, you said the article came out in what, 2009? Well, I don't know when the first article came out. Well, there the Sports in, Illustrated spread. Though. Uh, this, the image where I'm in it with yeah. my kids. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that was 2007. Okay. okay, 2007. Okay, let's just dive into it. It's called Little Fenway, right? And it's up That's in Vermont? Correct. Okay, just take it away. And then, you know, obviously talk about the tournament and stuff like that, because we want to plug all that stuff, which will let you plug everything at the end. But go into the story. What's the history behind this? Yeah, it's super cool. It was started by a guy by the name of Pat O'Connor, super baseball fan. Probably most of the listeners will appreciate that he's the kind of a guy that every summer would make a road trip in pursuit of seeing a game at every field, right? Mm -hmm. He was one of those guys. And he had a little bit of land in Essex, Vermont, and wanted to have his own baseball field, you know, a la Field of Dreams, right? Uh Mm -hmm. But didn't have the room for it and ultimately Mm -hmm. settled on having a wiffle ball field. So it's a one-quarter replica of Fenway. That's, that's how it started, mm-hmm. right down to the green monster, to the scoreboard, to the bullpen with the tomato plants. The green paint on the monster is matched to chips of paint that he got from the actual green monster. Whoa. The dirt on the field was matched to dirt from a vial that he convinced one of the groundskeepers at Fenway to give him. So a lot of detail went into it. So he built this in his backyard, started having uh, tournaments there. Ultimately, it became a place for fundraising for charities. and. Wow. Uh, and these are you, wiffle ball tournaments, right? These are wiffle ball tournaments. Yeah. Nine on the field, um, umpires, uh, we have announcers, we have scorekeepers, we have music playing. It's like being at a baseball game. It is 100% that way. You see the really good teams turn double plays. It's just incredibly good wiffle so ball. That is so fun. Yeah. So now it sounded like you were saying there might have been articles before this, but I remember the spread in ESPN when that came out, and I think you said 2007 now. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? Because you're in that photo. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So backing up a little bit, a few years later, they built Little Wrigley, which is a, a replica of Wrigley yep. right down to the IV and the scoreboard. And in where center is field. that? If you were looking at the picture in Sports Illustrated, it's behind the right field. Oh, wait. So it's right oh. next to it? Yeah, well, kind of well, below it. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, see, when you told so me that. So they're in the same complex. I thought right? it was in Chicago somewhere, yeah. like in, out in the burbs of Chicago in Illinois somewhere. No, it's right, it's right wow. in Vermont. Wow. And so, so you have Little Wrigley, and then subsequent to that, he built Little Field of Dreams, complete with the corn. Oh my gosh! Oh my. Well, so I'm confused. So where did he get this land? Because he had no room for the. He had no room to put in a full-size baseball field, but you could tuck a bunch of. I you know, see. They're, they're not all in the same direction that you would put a baseball field. Gotcha, sure, sure. Gotcha. Kind of shoehorned into the property. Right. And then, um, and there's a new owner, and this year he is breaking ground on Little Yankee Stadium, so there'll be a fourth. <laughs> Okay, so if you can imagine it, tournaments out there, we have four games going at one time Holy with cow. 60, whatever that rates due to players and umpires and volunteers all at the field at the same time. It's kind of amazing. I want to join. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is great. Okay, so now let's just plug it now and then we won't have to do it at the end. So let's talk about this tournament that you, that's how we found you. You posted this thing on Twitter and of course it struck my eye when I saw the picture of Little Fenway mm. and it's a, a tournament you help out with. So, yeah, so the post that Claire responded to was actually, it started out to be about uh, Bill Lee, who lives in Vermont, and he comes to this tournament. He's absolutely as nuts as you think he is. So tell, and, tell everyone who he is. So for The, the spaceman, he pitched for the Red Sox, right. and he was kind of famously uh, a member of the counterculture movement. And, yeah, uh, there's movies about him, the cool, spaceman, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting character for sure. Mm-hmm. So the tournament, what happened was there have been tournaments going on there for years, and Craig Breslow... Yeah. formerly of Red Sox pitching fame, reached out to Pat O'Connor for his uh, to, to have a tournament for his organization, which is the Strike Three Foundation, which raises money to cure pediatric cancer. 
to fund research into the cure for pediatric mm -hmm. cancer. And so he reached out to Pat and said, hey, I would like to have an annual tournament on this facility to raise money. And Pat reached out to me and another guy and said, this guy wants to come up and run a tournament. We need a couple of people to run it. Would you be interested? And so I said, sure, that fits right into, I, I like to volunteer and volunteering at this place. I yeah. just, you can't even imagine when you walk up what it feels like. It just, it doesn't even feel like it could be real. You just right. stare, yeah. think, this can't yeah. really exist and I'm really here. And so, so I said, sure. And so that's what we do once a year. Uh, the first weekend in October, so this year it'll be October 7th, we have a one-day tournament, somewhere between 10 and 14 teams, and uh, we play wiffle ball all day, and we raise money. Uh, the goal is $50,000, which funds one Young Investigator Award, which is a grant to a young investigator who uh, has an idea that is relatively new but can't get traction because they're young. And um, the idea is that this grant gives them a chance to advance their research or their idea to the point where somebody with deeper pockets might pick it up and carry it forward and lead to that breakthrough that one day cures pediatric cancer. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Now, for some of us like myself, because I played wiffle ball as a kid, but I never played it in a tournament style. No, it was always on Is it six innings? Is it set? Is How many innings? Stuff like that. Do you know? It's Yeah, it's a seven-inning game. Seven-inning. Okay. If it's tied after seven, you go. You play one extra, and if it's tied after eight, you go to a home run derby to close it Stop off. Oh, it. amazing. Oh my, see that Wait, to me, I think so would be, fun. You, wow. In fact, the championship game this year went to a home run derby. <gasps> wow. Rich Hill, formerly of the Red Sox. Now who's he? He just signed a contract with somebody and he was actually the pitcher in that game. He struck out like 17. It was, un <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, okay. That was my next question. So who plays, it can be anybody that wants to put a team in. Yeah. So there's a bit of a vetting process because we do require that you raise money. Okay. okay. So, right. so you reach out to us, you say, here's who I am. I'm Chuck and Roxy and we're coming from the here. And this podcast is put. That's right. Together. And, right. and you, you need to raise $5,000. That's the minimum Okay. as a team, which is not a big ask really when you have 10 or 12 people right. on your team and everybody's raising 500 bucks over the course of a year. It's a very doable thing. Yeah. Sure. And so you just have to apply basically and convince us that you're going to be a good addition to the tournament. We should do we have, little we, cheesery night. Little cheesery <laughs> night. Right. That's what, right? At little Fenway. At Little Fenway. I love the idea. That's a great I, idea. I love the idea of a team of littles coming. That would yeah. be a lot. Yes. Yeah. There's got to be enough in the New England area. Because mm -hmm. I know for some, it would be a huge ass to travel. I think sure. people would, though. But we I have don't... teams coming. I think the furthest team is Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. Now, are there age limits? Are, is it co-ed? Like, are there any limitations there? None whatsoever, but it's competitive. Mm -hmm. So if you come and your team is half 10-year-olds, you, you might, might not make the playoffs. Right. Um, yeah. You're still going to have a great time. Yeah, right. Okay, right. so you just said playoffs. So is this like... Well, there's going to be, you know, they dwindle it down to a, two teams yeah. playing the championship. Well, so everybody gets four games. Okay. Yeah. And at about 2 o'clock, after everybody's played the four games, the top four teams move on to the playoffs and right. everybody else mm -hmm. watches. Them on. Right. So this yeah. happens all within one day. It yeah. does. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So it's an early start, and the championship game is usually under the lights. Oh, cool. Oh, um, it, it takes all day. So that is cool. So fun. Well, it's October, too, so the sun sets soon. That's right. Have, yeah. To have it connected for charity and stuff. That's yeah, it's amazing. But just wow. to be clear, so you could have like a team of kids against a team of adults. Absolutely. And that's not could. That happens. Oh, it nice. does. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so to date, we've raised a little over 400000 Wow. That's amazing. And have you ever thought, now you're probably not this big yet, but maybe someday, maybe you could have like a kid's tournament and an adult tournament. So the challenge among the other challenges is that because it takes place in October, the day is short and the yeah. weather mm -hmm. can be tricky. Sure. And then the other thing is that there's only the three soon to be four fields. So you can really only get each game is an hour. Yep. Yeah. You, can really, you can only really get so many games in. A, yep. a kids tournament would be a lot of fun, and I would love to be a part of that. Yeah. But an extra day, it's it doesn't sound like a lot. Oh, but pulling, I, uh, pulling off this tournament, it's 100 volunteers, and it's months of work wow. for one day. Wow. Yeah. So if you double that, that might exceed my abilities. Right. No, I get it. No, you'd, you'd need an incredible support staff. Yeah. Un yes. Understand and, and we have tremendous. Well, no, right. Of but course. But, doubling, right. but doubling it would doubling. be. Yeah. Yeah. A big challenge. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of saying thank you because, first of all, it just sounds like amazing and it's for charity. So yeah. that's great that you're volunteering and. Thank you for telling the story. I mean, I, it's, I saw the spread and I remember it from Sports Illustrated because I used to subscribe back in the day. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, um, same. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And now we get to meet someone that was in the photo, Roxy. That, <laughs> to me, that's pretty cool. I know. But unfortunately, we're almost out of time and we have to get to some fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Absolutely. All right, Roxy, what's first? If you could time travel, where or when would you go? I would go forward. Just at least a couple of hundred years, I'd be interested to 
know how all of the insanity that seems to be taking place right now sugars out. Uh-huh. That's good. And whether we finally get flying cars or not. Flying yeah. cars. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What group of kids would you want to hang out with? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, The Sandlot, Stranger Things, or The Little Rascals? I'm going to say Stranger Things. Really? Okay. Excellent. So you're a big Stranger Things fan. I love that show. Now, and that's the genre that I like to be in anyway, so. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Now, I off air Littles, he kind of, is that okay if I mention that you're coming to New York? Yeah, sure. Okay. So he's coming to New York. You might not know this. There is a show off Broadway, Stranger Things. It's a parody. Really? Yeah. Wait, they're doing that one now? It's been running. It's got. Ex- it's been extended three times oh, already. Oh, wow. So it's, it's doing know. well. Mm-hmm. I saw it in previews, mm-hmm. and I was a big Stranger Things fan back then. Now I'm going, that's like four, f- that was before the pandemic. They, you know, because a lot of these things, they do like a reading just to try it out to see how it works on its feet kind of thing. You know, there were no sets and costumes or right. anything. It was just people standing there reading the script and singing the songs and stuff. And, and that's what you saw? Yeah, that's what I saw. And it was fine. It needed some work, but that's why they do those. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen this version yet because Roxy has no interest because no. she's – I tried to that's get her to watch genre. it with me, and she just <laughs> – nah, uh She's like, nope, nope. E.T. was scary enough. <laughs> so. Well, I do like Broadway, and so I will, I've will. i written Stranger Things down as a thing to check out the okay. next time we're there. Well, I, like I said, I haven't seen it, so it could suck. I, I'm not <laughs> going on record saying, oh, you, it's a must-see or anything. But it is off-Broadway, so the tickets are pretty cheap, and it's you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good time, I guess. So mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, Roxy, what's next? Okay, would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Oh, Wow. <laughs> so I think I actually have been the worst player on a team that wins. <laughs> so and have I. while that was fun, uh-huh. I think I would like to take a, a swing at being the best player regardless of the outcome. Okay. I, right. I wouldn't mind having a go at that idea. Okay. You know, I just thought of another group. What about the kids from Bad News Bears? <laughs> well, because I was thinking, like, that's the Bad News Bears, like being the best team on the yeah. Bad News Bears. Yeah. You'd be oh, like right, Kelly right. Leak. Kelly, and, yeah. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. you know, and we might have to add that. All right, how about what's your favorite French fry shape? Oh, it's got to be cur- – it's curly fries. There's a – we ski at a, a place called Bolton Valley, and they make the best uh, curly fries in the world. Excellent. Okay. Cool. If you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? Any store. Mm-hmm. Best Buy. Ooh, good one. Nice. Except they're kind of going under, aren't they? But a lot <laughs> of the ones here are closing, sadly. No. Oh, I, I didn't that. know that, but I'd like to have more televisions than Will Bond. So. Okay. Right. That'd be great. <laughs> there you go. So, All right. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, boy, my celebrity crush. I'm going to say, um, I, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Oh, oh the new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I'd go old school with that. She's she, cool. Uh, she's still smoking as far as I'm. Linda Carter, are you kidding me? Oh. Yeah. Linda freaking Carter? <laughs> I don't disagree with that either. Okay, well, Littles, just FYI, they might already know this. There is an episode. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it was after Charlie Sheen left, but Two and a Half Men oh, yeah. brought in Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. and... They had Linda freaking Carter, and they say that in the episode a bunch of times, guest star yeah. on an episode, and it was absolutely brilliant. Funny. Even if you don't like the show, and especially if you didn't like Charlie Sheen, he's not on then. Right. But uh, <laughs> it was a great episode, that's all I'm going to say. All right, Roxy, last one. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite ice cream, I'm going to go with, and I, there's so many to choose from because we're, we're in the heart of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yep. that's where she was going, I yep. think. I used to live in an apartment. A friend of mine lived downstairs. And he got a job working at Ben and Jerry's where you get three free pints a day oh, as an employee. Wow. And he and his girlfriend had this tiny little refrigerator with the where the one where the freezer's built into the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> and so he started working there and he brought home three pints a day and stored them in our freezer upstairs. My buddies and I had a typical college apartment refrigerator. Yeah. There was nothing but beer in the refrigerator and the <laughs> freezer was empty. Right. So he filled it with ice cream, and I ate a pint of New York Super Fudge chunk a day mm. for 30 straight days. Holy wow. And that remains to this day my favorite ice cream. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good, good is, question. Mine is a Maricone Dream. Yep. Mine used that's, to be. That's good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, she's got me on be, that. Yeah, it used to be Chunky Monkey, but a Maricone Dream. Mine used to be out. Fish Food. Now it's a Maricone Dream, but, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Cherry Garcia, no. No, no. It was the one with the oatmeal cookie crunch. Is that what it's called? Maybe. Something like that. It had cinnamon ice cream with oatmeal cookie dough in it. Mm. Oh, so good. I don't remember if that's the exact name, but that I was I love my Ben favorite. and Jerry's. So, all right, Roxy, rapid fire. Uh, let's go Coke or Pepsi? Dr. Pepper. Oh. My wife works for Keurig Dr. Pepper. I can't. Uh, oh, I gotta, so you were I gotta bound. Tow the, okay, I got to tow the company it. line. Uh, so you're winking right now because you really like Pepsi, but you had to uh, say <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Got it. Okay, Roxy, go. <laughs> Smoother, crunchy peanut butter. I think uh, anybody who chooses 
creamy over crunchy is psychotic. Thank you. Oh, I like this yeah. guy. All right. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> Star Trek, because it is the first television show I can recall watching. Ah, oh, okay. Nice memory there. Yeah. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Up. All right. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. All right. Excellent. Well, Dave, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? And how can we get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? I'm Dave Schramm on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. Should I give my email? You can do what you give whatever you want. Sure. Dave Schramm 37 at Gmail. And I'm guessing and, uh, if they want to be involved in this tournament, possibly. Yeah, that, that would be the thing I would plug. If you want to donate to the Strike oh, yeah, Foundation. that's even more important, yeah. If you want to come volunteer for the day doing any of the num- different things we have, or if you want to put a team in, you can find me through that email. You can also find Strike 3 on uh, Facebook. Either way. Excellent. Is and, there a website it, for the, t- the tournament? Not, not for the tournament, okay. but the strike3foundation.org has a website, and there is a section on it that talks about the tournament. So you could go gotcha. there as well. All right, perfect. Uh, and we'll make sure yes. we put all that in the show notes for you. That'd be, so. that'd be great. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Always over. Always over. Okay. I love it. Confident. So if we go to the tournament, the toilet paper will be over, Roxy. So we're good. We're okay. in good hands. So. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I promise that. All right. <laughs> well, Dave, thanks again for coming on the Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Oh, thank you. I had a great time. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Wayne Hickenbottom in Austin, Texas, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and thank you, Dave Schramm, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, how great was that? So great. Okay, so we might have to do something. Now, the hesitation we have is that you normally are in rehearsals at this time. Right. So I'd hate to do this without you, I guess is what I'm saying. I know. I mean, there's so much potential here. I would love to do a Loyal Littles podcast, or just a Loyal Littles. It doesn't have to be a podcast. But if we fronted everything, and then we could try to raise money for the charity to put a team together for this Wiffle Ball tournament. Yeah, that would be so much fun. And then we could all get our shirts with our episode number on the back. Oh, just saying. That would be really freaking cool (laughs) if we all showed up with the Loyal Littles podcast shirts with the episode Mm -hmm. number on the back. Mm -hmm. Littles, we're looking into that. We're close. Mm Um, we're going to try to, we've been in touch with Rob Colpine, the swag master to try to make that happen. Cause a lot of you have reached out about that. Yeah. It's uh, a great idea. It'd great to have him for yep. you know, one of the nights at Jingle Fest. I know yep. they already have Jingle Fest t-shirts, yeah. so we don't want to step on that. Right. But maybe for Mingle Fest they yeah, could wear them sure. or something like that or golf or whatever. Right. But so stay tuned. Cause I'd really like to maybe try to make that happen. Yes. Just a Littles team in that tournament. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so much fun. And Little Fenway just sounds like. I know. That'd be uh, so great. The thing I didn't quite get into and we should have was I don't understand why it's not all year round I mean I guess it must be but maybe just that's the only time they have room for this tournament yeah or maybe that's only the well, only time the, when Dave and the, the, the volunteers who, are, yeah and the people available. who own the property yeah. too yeah I don't know but hang tight littles we're gonna try to work on that a little bit so all right Roxy let's get to the emails as I said we heard from Stoopsy episode 199 again and he says hey Chuck is your drumming style considered to be more like Gene Krupa Buddy Rich or Neil Pert from Rush or Guy Patterson from Captain Geesh and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, Oniners, <laughs> Wonders. Uh, what? So let me, uh, it's a, a multi-part email here. So let me, answer. I would say Gene Krupa for sure. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, yeah, all yeah. the big band stuff. Yeah. Sing, sing, sing. For sure. Irving Berlin, mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's my thing. I can play whatever, but I mean, Neil Pert actually was a uh, fraternity brother of mine. Yeah. He's a god. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it. I hope it doesn't <laughs> offend anyone. And then, you know, it's Buddy Freaking Rich. But actually, I've said this before on the podcast before. Jimmy Cobb, who was Miles Davis drummer, was one of my favorites yep. of all time. All right. Then he says, how about Roxy? Is your dancing style more closely related to Ginger Rogers and Miller or Dormisha? Am I saying that right? Or Alex Owens from Flashdance? Oh, definitely Ann Miller and uh, Ginger Rogers. And Ginger Rogers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thousand percent. Okay. I know that's not a real percentage, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Then he has, that's for both of us, chunkier smooth pasta sauce. (laughs) I think that's a good new question. I'm going to say chunky. I like chunky. I prefer smooth, but I've dealt with chunky. Well, but you put, we put veggies and meat. I know, but well, but there's, I think there's the sauce that's like, chunked up tomatoes but then there's the sauce where it's all smooth okay this is and we're about to open up a big door here okay, okay. roxy roxy doesn't see these beforehand no. just so you know do you make your own 
Okay, <laughs> I prefer to make my own, but Chuck butchers it. So we go I with... I not butcher it. I we, make it better. We go with a middle of the road between the two of us. If so, is it a family recipe? It is, yes. right? Can mm-hmm. you share it? Um, I think it's pretty simple. I don't know if it's necessarily family or if it's just like most Italians I love that he's turned in this general. into an interviewing Chuck and Roxy I moment. Know. I lo- <laughs> don't think we don't know what you did here, Stoopsie. Okay, so... Should we just rip the bandaid off? Okay. I she hates it because I put sugar in her sauce. He well, okay, so to be fair, I have put sugar in the sauce before. That is a way to cut the acid yes, the acidity. Si- right, right. But I prefer not to. No, what Chuck does is he puts packets of equal right, in the sauce. Because it makes it better. Equal is not sugar. <laughs> oh, equal stop is fake. It. Come equal on. Is Next thing you're gonna tell me is white chocolate isn't chocolate. Okay, that's Come on. Well, no, but okay. <laughs> Equal is <laughs> okay, gross. All right. As I said, he's, he's opening my up a relatives, big door. We can come back to that some other time. All of my relatives that find out this information, they're like, and you still married him? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> to be fair, I did it before the wedding. So you knew. I did. You had your chance to back out. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Then he says, if you don't make your own, do you have a go-to jarred sauce? Yes, we do. We actually really like Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. It's the, again, it's chunky though. It's got, yes. I forget what the one, yeah. what it's called. When but I it's make got my homemade, it. it's all pure. Like yeah. it's, there's no chunks in it other than if we put ground beef or vegetables or whatever, but the sauce itself. Right. Is and then this is my favorite. If you go out for Italian, do you have a spot? We sure do. Imolino. I believe that was on the list that Tony had and it was number two on the list. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Carbone. No. It was, but it was number two. Imolino. Mm-hmm. Imolino. And there's multiple locations. We've only been to the one on 3rd Street down in the village. It's the one we prefer. Or is it 4th Street? 3rd Street. 3rd Street, yeah. That's the one we prefer. That's the original. Okay. On the nights when it's a, hey, Roxy, what do you want for dinner? And she answers, I don't know. I'm all tapped out. How about you, Chuck? What do you want? And you answer, I don't know. Beats me. Of course, you see what I did there, right? What do you usually end up getting? Chinese, Indian, Italian, pizza, dot, 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 dot. I mean, my when in doubt, it's either pasta or pizza. Yeah, but sh- but that's when but you that, make it. That could be every night. Right. She likes pizza. I'm a big Chinese go-to, but a lot of times we just go to the diner. This way we can get yeah, whatever we want. Yeah, the diner is a good, yeah, yeah, I would say the diner for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he writes, you are both such sports about doing things like this. Stoopsy 199 from the hometown of the Wonders, Erie, Pennsylvania. I cracked the top 200. Can't say that. Can you, Chris from Durham? <laughs> hey, Loyal Littles Pod. An opinion question. If DA likes a tweet of yours, does that count as a DA moment? Vincent Baker, episode TBD. Ooh. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know. What say you, Littles? I think so. I don't think that's on our flow chart. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a flow chart on our website, which is... LoyalLittlespod.com. Hey, check it out. It's definitely not on there. I think so. I'm sure it probably... I guess it's It has not. to be. It, it's anything, not. Anything it's not. DA Technically based on the DA moment thing. I don't know. Anything DA does is a DA moment, Actually, right? I'm going to say this. I think it's better than a DA moment. Yeah. Because it's DA. Yeah. It's freaking DA liking right. a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better than a DA moment. So I don't know what that would be called. But anyway. All right. Then we heard from Ed Lockett, episode TBD. Dear Chuck and Roxy, the show title you are looking for is... All right. See. All right. Here we go. Is room 222, not 227. It ran for five seasons, 1969 to 1974, and starred Lloyd Haynes, Denise Nichols, Michael Constantine, and Karen Valentine. It was created by James Brooks, known also for the Mary Tyler Moore show, Taxi, Ah. The Simpsons, Broadcast News, and many more. It had an iconic theme song, and the show was quite well done. I enjoy the pod very much. Maybe someday I'll have a number. By then, you will be one percenters. Best regards, Ed Lockett. <laughs> All right, I don't know about that. Okay, but also, Ed, I don't want to... Cur- mm, I feel bad about doing this. He, he's right. He's right, but wrong. He's right about the whole Room 2222. But, Ed, there is for sure a sitcom 227 because I looked it up. I, I went because I wanted to know. It did star Marla Gibbs. Okay. It is out there. It was late. Eight, it was 80s, 90s. It's there. Check it out. Yeah. So we were both right, mm-hmm. essentially. All right, Roxy, what's next? Next, Chuck. Recently, I started listening to the podcast and I'm enjoying it, maybe because I am nosy and like to learn about people's stories. I listened today to episode 55, Meet the Hosts, and found out you are a drummer. I, too, am a drummer, though not of your caliber, and did a lot of local theater work in the past, but COVID kicked that to the curb and am just getting back into playing. I play timpani in a chamber orchestra in which my daughter plays violin and hope to rejoin the Pennsylvania Symphonic Winds, a wind ensemble in the Philly area. Jim Lean. We, don't, we think that's right. Episode TBD, we'll find out when we interview you. L-I-E-N, yes. Mm-hmm. We will find out. Yep. All right. Then we heard from Joe Magnew, episode 70. 
The minute Jason, Cam oh, he's going back to Jason Cameron. He says, the minute Jason Cameron started talking, I knew he was a yinzer. When you were trying to guess the accent, I kept yelling, he's a yinzer. <laughs> All the best, Joe Magnew. P.S. Last week, I was working the other Sox, Chicago, when they were in Pittsburgh. At one point during the game, the announcer said, let's check into the studio with Chuck and Roxy. At least it sounded like that. Thought maybe you two were expanding your empire. <laughs> Our empire. <laughs> Turns out he said Chuck and Ozzy. Oh. You can understand the confusion on my mm -hmm. part. Have a great day, Joe. At least he didn't say Chuck and Doxy. Right. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> All right, what's next, Roxy? All right, next we heard from Mike Wolf, still episode TBD. With all the talk about Twicky, or is it Tweaky? I'm surprised there was no mention of Dr. Theopolis, the robot brain that Tweaky wore <laughs> on a chain around his neck like Flava Flav. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. To be yeah. honest. It's been so long. We'd have to. Mm -hmm. th that's the beauty of YouTube, though, because that's where I got those sound bites from yeah. last week. Yeah. Or the last episode mm -hmm. was from YouTube. So yep. it was kind of fun to go back and see, you know, some of those clips from <laughs> yeah. the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. What's next? Finally, we heard from Elliot Olshansky, episode 111. Something just crossed my mind. You ever cross paths with Paul Hip? Was thinking about it because he co-hosted Norman Lear's podcast, which is the only time until your show the other day that I ever heard mention of 227. Ah, see, Ed. So, yeah. So there was another mm -hmm. show. He's right. Like I said, there was a other show, but 227. I remember it really well. It what was, about a character named Tutu? I don't. I didn't. Is that a deep thing? dive? Or am I, I just being You might be making weird. that up, Roxy. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> all right, then it's time. Episode 178 is upon us. <laughs> now, this is long, sort of, but I think we're just going to do it and we'll get through it. But it's a top 20 list, okay? Oh, because he starts. What? Well, he says, I have officially, definitively completed my lap through every single episode of this glorious podcast. <laughs> you get studio applause for that. Congratulations, episode 178. There are way too many favorite episodes. I've heard a couple of times over the episodes people ask for recommendations or even your favorite shows for new listeners. Honestly, I think you start with one of the bigs, then move directly to episode 55, and then move over to episode one. Jumping into episode 225 and going backwards is not a good idea. I am still trying to figure out what year it is from doing this crazy <laughs> odyssey. Okay, just for the record, though, it's in the show notes. Yeah. I mean, it tells you what day the episode yes, dropped. Right. So <laughs> you could look up it that way. So anyway. if you're hearing talk about Christmas and the holidays and things like that. Yeah. Well, be but before you hit play, you could look. You can look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there, episode <laughs> 178. I know what you were trying to do, but anyway. All right. So he said, here's the information for life. Here's the list. One, Chuck takes too much heat for pronunciation, cleanup, and slip-ups. Thank you. Two, Roxy owns so many shoes. Three, Chuck is a VCR master. Four, Roxy owns so many running outfits. Or I should have said so many running outfits. It's all in capitals. Five, Chuck plays a lot of softball. Six, Roxy plans to be a runner. Well, we'll see. Seven, Chuck used to be a runner. You're going to have to come clean and say I was right on that if that doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. Seven, Chuck used to be a runner and no one ever watched him except his dad once. Aww. Eight, Chuck and Roxy have gotten married more than once, but never divorced. It's a riddle. <laughs> Nine, Chuck and Roxy didn't own microphones when this podcast started. Very true. True. Number 10. Actually, Roxy, you do 10 through 20. All right. 10, Chuck and Roxy had to sit in other rooms when this podcast started, possibly yeah. because Roxy was Googling Tony Kornheiserisms <laughs> along the way. <laughs> 11, Roxy Wilbon's most questions. 12, Chuck hates that the Giants and Jets use the name New York. Very true. 13, Roxy loves Tom Brady. I wouldn't say love. I respect him. She loves Chuck. I don't know about <laughs> Okay, anyway, go ahead. 14, Chuck went to Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit in person. 15, Roxy was born in the 80s. Barely. <laughs> 16, Chuck stole movies from hotels. Oh, yeah. 17, Roxy stole pumpkins, made her date sit two seats away in a movie theater, made some kindergarten kid cry, and ditched a college boy for the office. <laughs> Maybe I should start reading these. <laughs> She's laughing too hard. Number 18, Chuck isn't over and Roxy is will-bonding the question. Yep. 19, Roxy claims to be a tiny, Chuck claims to be a little, but both are bigs now. Oh, that. And 20, nothing. I got nothing. I just wanted this list to be 20. <laughs> Can I be the guest for episode zero? 
Oh yeah, we don't have an episode zero. No, yet. we don't. That would be funny, actually. We no, that's no, that's, unfortunately that's, that's safe for, for Greg Garcia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's safe for Greg Garcia. He already put it out there on the big show. Yep, episode one seventy eight. A B T A H S. We will not do better next time. Absolutely not. Speaking of next time, let's get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. All the information is there. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, guest book. Write in. Let us know if you want to be a guest, if you want to send in music, if you have something fun to say. Anything. 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 Reach us over there. If you do listen on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. It does matter. It does matter, Littles. Thank you once again, Dave Schramm, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Hopefully, we're going to have a team in that tournament someday. Maybe not this year. We'll but see. We'll see. You mm-hmm. never know. And we'll have our shirts and all that stuff. How fun would that be? Ugh. And as we said, Littles, be patient with us over the next weeks coming because we have no idea what the big <laughs> show is doing. So we're going to have to try to drop an episode in there when we can yep. and just enjoy it all. And like I said, maybe we'll start doing some Fridays because we know they're not. Yeah. So that could be a thing. But we usually do Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Be patient. Roll with it. Enjoy the Loyal Littles podcast when you can. I could just be like Tony. Tony's like, I don't understand what the problem is. It drops when it drops and you, it comes up on your phone and you'll listen. He's like, <laughs> you get what you get. And you but don't get I don't think he sick. understands the whole thing. As Michael gets it. Tony yeah, does. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's OK, though. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Until next time. Don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need a book, any book, go to aaronsbooks.com. But the most important thing is don't forget to use the code. What's the rating on this podcast? Have a great weekend, guys. Will you chase me, run this race with me, take? Your time, but don't dare mess with me. I put my heart through one too many battles. I fall apart when I try to handle casual. I put so much on the be fine just a bit of chaos a bit of overthinking tequila on a random afternoon and the music won't stop so don't think twice no blinking god I hope we find each other soon We could have the moon We could have the moon Kissing friends or kissing strangers Is the real deal now in danger tell me I was just a sweet surprise save your vague kindness it sounds a lot like lies I keep getting tried on for signs I just want a love that's all mine just a bit of chaos on a random afternoon and the music won't stop so don't think twice no blinking god i hope we find each other soon we could have the moon we could have the moon Keep pouring out, push and pull how my soul just craves the shore. Damn the doubt, I survived all the lies, now I want more. Here
the music won't stop. So don't think twice, no blinking. Gotta hope we find each other soon. We could have the moon. We could have the moon. The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He's absolutely as nuts as you think he is. Oh, yeah.